We are diving into our sermon series this morning, Lord, Teach Us to Pray, looking at the Lord's Prayer uh, in Matthew. And today we're going to be in Matthew 6, verse 11. And if you could, please stand with me for the reading of God's Word out of respect for God's Word. This is Matthew 6, verse 11. And this is Jesus speaking, and it will be on screen, I think, for you if you don't have it, or if not, it's a real short verse. Uh, Matthew 6, 11 says, Give us this day our daily bread. This is the word of the Lord. You can be seated. <laughs> nice and short. That's what this series is kind of like. And if, if you're kind of fi- trying to figure out what is the format going on here today, uh, here in this prayer series, what we're doing is shorter format sermons Uh, in order to have a little bit more extended prayer time at the end of the service. So uh, you'll you'll see that here this morning. But today we are looking at the words and prayer of Jesus, uh, where Jesus teaches his disciples and us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Now, bread is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Is there anything better than bread? No, no. The answer is no. That's a rhetorical question. There is nothing better than bread. And think if you think of it this way, pretty much all of our Western diet is a way to try to consume bread. I mean, it really is. Think about it. Sandwiches, bread. Uh, burgers, hot dogs, bread. Pizza is really just cheese and sauce on bread right? Tacos, even tacos. It's just meat and cheese and other wonderful ingredients wrapped in flatbread. Uh, pasta, we're like, yeah, let's, let's do something different. We'll make bread into noodles and then cover it with butter and garlic and sauce and cheese and other delicious things. Uh, can we drink bread? Yes, that's called beer, right? We figured out how to do how to turn bread into beer. Uh, can we eat it for dessert? Yes, cakes and cookies, right? That's just bread where we're like, it doesn't have enough carbs in it. We need to add sugar and, and frosting and stuff on it. Pie is just bread filled with fruit filling. Uh, donuts, right? Milton's donuts, wonderful bread. It's like, how can we make bread even better? We're going to fry it. And then we're going to cover it in glaze. As long as humans have walked the earth, We have eaten bread. We have figured out how to make bread out of corn, wheat, barley, rice, and even potatoes. I mean, we turn everything into bread. In fact, there does not exist a single country, tribe, or culture ever that we have any record of that did not have some form of bread as a staple in their diet. The average American consumes about 53 pounds of bread a year. Now, if you think that's a lot, we're amateurs. Uh, there's the two countries that win, that kind of tie for first place, is Germany and the country that I grew up in, actually, Chile. Chile, South America. Uh, and those countries, in Germany and in Chile, they consume about 225 pounds of bread per person a year or about 4.2 pounds of bread a week. And uh, so bread is wonderful, and we like to eat it a lot. Uh, The word companion, even like bread has even made its way into our etymology. The word companion is taken, it's a compound word taken from Latin. And if you know Spanish, you'll, you'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, the word companion is from the word com, or con, like in Spanish, with, 
C-O-M, or C-O-N if it's Spanish, the word with, and then pan, pan, bread, with bread. That The word companion literally just means with bread. In other words, your companion is the person that you eat bread with. Isn't that interesting? Okay, enough, enough bread facts. All right. But to su- suffice to say that bread, more than any other food, more than any other food has permeated every culture throughout all of history. Bread is seen as a blessing, a delicious blessing. And so it's no surprise then that bread is used all over the scriptures, all over. And bread has been seen um, not just in the scriptures, but through all cultures as kind of equivalent to sustaining life. This idea that if you don't have bread, you'll perish. You need bread because it sustains life. We read it this morning. Jesus says in John 6, 35, he's drawing on this idea of bread sustaining life. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And Jesus is drawing on that understanding, right? That it's bread that sustains, bread that gives life. And Jesus is saying, and I'm like that. I am like bread. I sustain you. I sustain life. Um, uh, Think about uh, when the devil tempts Jesus, right? And the devil comes to Jesus after Jesus had been fasting in the wilderness for 40 days, And so the devil comes to Jesus and tries to tempt him. And one of the ways that the devil tried to tempt Jesus, if you remember, or if you're familiar with the story, is the devil says to Jesus, hey, you're really, really hungry. You've been out here for weeks and weeks without any bread. Uh, How about you take these stones right over? If If you are really God, if you're really who you say you are, why don't you take this, show me, prove it to me by taking this, these stones over here and turning it into bread, right? And what does Jesus say? Jesus says to Satan, man cannot live by bread alone. And what Jesus is saying is, I didn't come to sus- be sustained by bread. I came to be the bread. I came to be the bread of life. My job isn't to sustain myself. I'm not going to prove that I'm God by turning stones into bread and sustaining myself, I'm going to prove that I'm God by becoming the bread of life. Man cannot live by bread alone. I'm going to sustain them. Uh, In Luke 24, verses 35, another really fascinating uh, case where you see Jesus drawing on this uh, weird uh, understanding of bread. And in Luke, uh, this is after the crucifixion, Jesus has resurrected and he's walking with two Christ followers down this road. And he has concealed, we don't know if he had like physically concealed himself or if this was supernatural concealment, but Jesus is walking with these guys and they don't recognize him. Jesus has intentionally concealed his identity and he's walking miles and miles with these guys talking about what has just happened, the crucifixion. And it says in Luke 24, verse 35, that they didn't recognize him, but there was a moment when they did finally recognize him. And you know what's really interesting about that moment? It says in Luke 24, verse 35, quote, Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Isn't that fascinating? All of scripture is this idea around this a brown bread that it sustains life. And Jesus draws on this metaphor of bread and calls himself the bread of life because he sustains us. And so here we are, 
today, Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray, teaching us to pray. And he says, to pray, give us this day our daily bread. Or in other words, Father, sustain me for one more day. Sustain me for just one more day. God, you are the giver of life. Give me life and sustain me for just one more day. And so today, uh, I want to give you three really practical reasons why we should pray this prayer, right? Uh, maybe we don't pray exactly like word for word, like give us this day our daily bread, right? Uh, but, but praying, Father, sustain me just one more day. One more day, Lord, just give me air in my lungs. One more day. Three reasons why it's important for us to pray that prayer. And the first reason is this. It reminds us to be grateful for his sustaining gifts. That's one of the reasons why we should pray this. It reminds us to be thankful, to be grateful for God's sustaining gifts. Lord, give me one more day. It's a recognition that every day God is giving us the gift of life. Every day. He is sustaining our lives every day. Have you ever slowed down enough to um, enjoy a morning like the sunrise? Just have, do you ever have like that slow morning where you're not in the rush, you're not busy? Maybe you enjoy a slow, beautiful sunrise. You've got that cup of coffee or tea in your hand. You're enjoying just the slow pace of life and you're not rushed and you, you can have a moment to kind of be grateful for having yet another, another morning, another day. Uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I was playing on Sunday morning, playing the guitar. And so uh, the band, by the way, uh, makes an enormous sacrifice. When they play on Sundays, they're here at like 7, 7.30 a.m. So they got to get up real early. They arrive early. They're setting up all their stuff. And then they practice for a few hours, for a couple of hours. And so thank you to, to all the musicians and to everyone that does that week in and week out. Uh, it's, a, it's a big sacrifice. And so a couple weeks ago, I was playing. And so I, I was driving uh, here to the service early morning. And, um, but I had left kind of early. So I was just enjoying kind of a leisurely, slow drive um, here to practice. And I live out like right across the river in Madison. So I was crossing the river, heading into downtown Middletown. And as I was crossing uh, the river, I looked out and I just saw the sun kind of reflecting off of the water. It was beautiful. And then I saw like a miniature herd of deer or a family of deer or something. There's like three of them right along the edge of the river. And one of the deer had kind of entered into the water and began to swim across the river. And I was just like, wow. This is beautiful. I've never seen any, like I'm, I've been alive on this earth for several decades and I've never seen that. This is just a beautiful moment. Thank you, Lord. I was overcome with gratitude. Thank you, God, for having given me one more day, for, having, for giving me this experience where I can be thankful. Um, and then I realized in that moment that normally it's the alternative. Normally I'm not, I'm not in that like con contemplative, prayerful state of mind of, hey, Lord, give me one more day. Sustain me for one more day and thank you that you've sustained me one more day. I'm usually not in that, that kind of prayerful kind of place, but rather I'm in a rushed kind of place. And rather than praying, essentially, Lord, sustain me one more day, 
really what I'm doing with my life is through my busyness is saying it's up to me to sustain myself for one more day. So I'm rushing to work and I'm missing the beauty and the thankfulness that this kind of prayer invites me into. This kind of prayer invites me into slowing down enough to being able to say, thank you, Lord, for sustaining me for one more day, as opposed to being really, really busy trying to sustain myself. And I think we intuitively know that even one day of life is valuable uh, beyond comprehension or that just life itself is valuable. Like if I was to say, to, say this morning, hey, um, I've got a million dollars to give away. Anybody want a million dollars? I mean, like I feel like most of us would be like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a materialistic person, but I mean, if you're giving away a million dollars, I volunteer. I could use a million dollars, right? Uh, now, if I was to say to you, oh, but there's a condition with this million dollars. I will give you this million dollars this morning. But then tonight in your sleep, that's it, you're gone, right? How many of you would take the million dollars? I would hope none of you, okay? Like if you're in a, if you're in a healthy place, you'd be like, nah, I'm good. You can keep your million, right? Um, so we intuitively know, right? Even, you, there's not an amount of money that you could give me to sacrifice my life. The life that God gives me is, in the, in the way in which God sustains me, each and every day is a huge gift. It's a, it's a big, yes, amen, it's a big gift. And so by praying, God, give us our daily bread. Sustain me for one more day. It's also taking a posture of gratitude to God, realizing that he is the one who sustains our physical lives. He's the one who uh, we should be taking a posture of gratitude towards. So that's the first reminder when we slow down enough to pray this prayer, it's a reminder to us to be thankful, to be grateful to God for having sustained our lives. Secondly, though, it reminds us that God cares about the small and mundane things in our life. God cares about the small and mundane things in our life. Give us today our daily bread. Lord, sustain me today with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Does God care about what we have for lunch? Does God care about whether I'm hungry or not? Apparently, yes. In fact, in Matthew 6, uh, Jesus goes on in verses 25 through 27. I think they'll be on screen. Uh, yeah, there we are, Matthew 6. Jesus goes on to say this, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Jesus is saying, God cares. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life. You know, growing up, I always thought that God didn't care about those kinds of mundane things, that God only cared about, you know, really spiritual things. And that if I was to go to God in prayer about the things that I cared about, the mundane things that, I, that were weighing on me, that, that would be somehow like disappointing to God. That would be not pleasing to God. And that rather 
in my mind, it was like, no, God wants me to go to him and pray things like, hey, Lord, help me be able to memorize lots of Bible verses and help me to understand, you know, your word better and help me to, you know, forgive. And those are all good things. Those are all good things that God cares about. But I, I thought that those were the only kinds of prayers, the only kinds of requests that God heard, that God didn't care about whether I got my job or not or or um, God didn't care about who I had a crush on, or that God didn't especially wouldn't have cared about if I was hungry and whether or not I was going to eat that day, right? That's, that's what I thought, and I was wrong. If Jesus is teaching us to pray about breakfast, lunch, and dinner, give us one more day, sustain me one more day with food, then guess what? God cares about you when you're up changing a diaper at 2 a.m. God cares about you in that moment. God cares about the bills that you're struggling to pay. God cares about your relationships. God cares about when your feelings are hurt and no one else gets it. God cares that you're tired, you're you're so tired, you're so exhausted. God cares that you feel alone. God cares about the things that you care about, no matter how trivial or mundane or silly it may be. God cares about you so much that he's saying, if I care about feeding the birds, do you not think that I care about taking care of you, all the mundane things that that you care about? And so the invitation then for us in this is to take to God all of these things that make us feel like we're not gonna be sustained. Lord, I don't have enough food. I don't have food. Lord, sustain me one more day. Give us today our daily bread. God, I don't have the strength. I'm exhausted. God, give me the strength. Give me this to get, just get through one more day, just one more day. Lord, I don't have, and then fill in the blank. You guys know your lives. What is it? What is it that to you is weighing down on you, making you feel anxious, and you say, man, I don't know if I can go another day if I don't have this. And what Jesus is saying is we take that to him and we say, Lord, I don't have this. Lord, I need you to provide this to get through one more day. You know, this past week I asked, uh, I sent out a cry on Facebook. I was like, help me, help me with an illustration. And so what I did is I asked parents, I said, what shows do your kids watch? What's a show that your kids watch that you also kind of maybe watch along with them? And do you like the show or not? You know, what's, what's your opinion on that? And I was kind of shocked at the consistency of the answers. I got a lot of, a lot of responses. I got, I had like 20 or 30 people that were like, oh yeah, here's the shows that we watch. And it was very uh, informative and entertaining to me to go through and see, you know, what shows everybody likes to watch. But there was one show in particular that consistently, it was like three quarters of everybody, like 75% of you kept coming back and saying, oh, and this one too, and this one too. Uh, and that show is, anybody know? Bluey, of course. Bluey, everybody knows. <laughs> exactly. Everybody knew. They were like, oh yeah, Bluey. And parents were like, oh yeah, my kids watch Bluey uh, and, and we, I watch it too and I like it. And it was funny. Like, I think one of the most like excited answers, of course, was Mike Pruitt. And I don't think, even think he's here today, but like Mike Pruitt was like, oh yeah, Bluey. Man, he's like, just watch a couple of episodes. You'll be hooked, you know? <laughs> he's like the, the Bluey apologist, you know? 
And uh, so, so even Mike Pruitt cares about, uh, about Bluey. Now, why, really, let's be honest, why do parents care about Bluey? Is it just good entertainment in its own right? Sure, sure. But uh, the reality is that the reason why a lot of these parents care about Bluey is because they love their kids. It's, it's, they just love their kids. That's the truth of it, right? Every good parent isn't only oriented towards their own needs and their own desires, right? Uh, no, you're oriented as a parent towards the needs and cares of your children. The same is true with our Heavenly Father. He's a good father. He's a father that cares about you. God cares about your daily bread. God cares about the things that you feel are like an existential threat because God loves you. And so when you pray, Father, give me my food for the day. Sustain me for one more day. It's a recognition, ultimately, that God cares about that. You can pray that confidently knowing God actually cares about that. God cares about sustaining you for one more day. God cares about your dinner, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because God loves you. So that's the second reminder. And then the third reminder is this. The third reminder is that it it reminds us when we pray, Lord, sustain me for one more day. Give, Give us our daily bread. When we pray that, it reminds us of our ultimate ultimate spiritual need. And here's what I mean. Our hunger pains highlight the reality of needing to be sustained on a daily basis, right? You're hungry and you're like, oh, time to eat, right? It's time to eat. It's a constant reminder of us. When every time we eat, it should be a constant reminder. I have to continually do this in order to live, Right? I have to constantly take something outside of myself and put that into my body in order for me to live. And how often do you eat then to do that? Probably every day, <laughs> right? Every day, give us our daily bread. How often do you need Jesus? Every day, every day. You need Jesus as often as you need food, which is to say, you'll never stop needing food to live and and be sustained, and you'll never stop needing Jesus. It's a reminder to us that in the same way that we have to take bread, something outside of ourselves, and and to take that into us in order to be sustained and to live, that same reality is true with Christ. He is the bread of life. We have to take him into ourselves, and he sustains us. He sustains us. And so we pray, give us our daily food. And it's a reminder that every day we need Jesus to sustain us both physically and spiritually. Our hunger pains are this constant reminder of that. And that's why also Jesus then incorporated the Lord's Supper or what we call communion uh, into part of the regular rhythm that the church participates in, right? As often as you gather together, is what Jesus said, or I think Paul, as often as you gather together, do this in remembrance of me. That was Jesus talking. As often as you gather together, break bread. Every time you get together, break bread, consume the bread. And it's a reminder to you that you need bread, but also it's a reminder to you that you need me. 
And so that's what we do every week when we take communion together. So our hunger pains, every time you feel that hunger pain or every time you eat bread or when you come up here in a little bit and you take a piece of the bread, that's gonna be a reminder to you, yes, you need sustained physically, but you also need sustained spiritually. And so those are the three, I hope, very practical reminders uh, for you guys here this morning. Um, Now, before we get to communion, which we will get to here in a couple of minutes, we're gonna take some time to pray. And so what's gonna happen is this. There's go- the lights will come down a little bit and there's gonna be a prompt kind of on screen. It's an, an acronym, PRAY. And the, uh, it's for presence, rejoice, ask, and yield. I think that will be up on screen. Maybe not. Um, but it'll be an invitation for you guys to pray. And I will prompt you. I'll give you about a minute, a minute and a half to take some time going through each of these. And so-